to Navigating Change, the education podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here once again with Howard Tybal. Pete Wright, how are you today? we got a big day today on a number of levels, right? I mean, the, the podcast is excellent, but let's just tell people, this is election day. We don't know. When, when, when we're listening to this, we're going to be looking back on the story and saying, look where we are. Yeah, and I'm an, this is, I'm it's going to make us sound remarkably ignorant in two days when this goes live. <laughs> That is the beauty That's of right. podcasting. That's right. I can't be excited. I can't be nervous. <laughs> no, I am just no. in this middle place. But it's a, it's right. a good thing. The I'm more relaxed today than I am any other day. Today we're going to be talking about uh, success stories and creative public-private partnerships. And we've got a very special guest to help us to do just that. Before we get started, remember, head over to tybalink.com to learn more about our work in education. You can subscribe to the show for free. Just click on the blue button and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Marcus Grimm is Vice President of Market Growth and Innovation at Benchmark Construction. Dear friends of the show over at Benchmark Construction, charged with leading business development and new and emerging technologies at the company. And he is with us today to talk about one of the most compelling and creative, I'm going to dare I say clever, public-private partnership success stories I have ever heard. Marcus, welcome to Navigating Chain. Oh, thanks so much. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here and, and, and thrilled to participate in the program. Big, big fans of the podcast, as is everybody. Oh, very kind. Well, part of the reason you are here is is that you and Howard are going to be uh, participating in a webinar coming up Thursday, December 1st. Howard, you're facilitating the session with representatives from Millersville University, from Student Services, Inc., their foundation, and Rise Real Estate on how these organizations came together to make significant changes to student housing while maintaining debt capacity. That sounds like a trigger word. Let me tell you, you're going to be interested in this concept. Howard, what do you think? Well, this to me is an example of what it means to step back and look creatively at how we want to continue to build on our mission with the reality of certain kinds of constraints. And one of the constraints, obviously, is funding and debt capacity. And I would say that those are conditions that make this possible. What's interesting about this is that uh, in the absence of having some of those constraints, these are still great ideas. So what we want to do in this call is I want to give Marcus an opportunity to just preview what it is we're going to talk about around this partnership so that people can listen and be able to start to explore alternative ways that they can continue to be consistent with mission, but also build on some of the capital uh, requirements that are important for their growth. So, so Marcus, why don't you uh, give us the story of what we're going to be talking about at, on our webinar? Absolutely, Howard. And, and you know, for everyone who's who's coming into the webinar, so this is not a story about a construction project that just got started or one that's uh, in the process of going. Um, we're done. We, we just recently wrapped up this project with Millersville University, uh, which, which is inside of the, the Pennsylvania State uh, University system here in Pennsylvania. It's a tremendous project. It was a four-phase project that took uh, took place over the course of several years. And in the end, what we had was 
2,000, nearly 2,000 new beds spanning more than a half million square feet of, uh, of, uh, uh, of space. And of course, all the amenities that those college kids expect today in terms of new appliances, the suites are gorgeous, the lounges are gorgeous. It's a, a phenomenal project that we've recently completed with Millersville. But, but as you pointed out, uh, it was done very, very creatively. One of the things that really strikes me about this is the kind of trust that's required to do this. You know, as people are listening to our podcast uh, from the administrative side of the house or even the academic to say, you know, we have our own needs around capital development, which includes student housing. And for us to go outside the walls of our institution to both look for funding as well as to have someone manage from the outside, talk a little bit about the importance of the trust that comes out of this kind of relationship. Honestly, trust is the word when it, when it comes to P3s, uh, and that's the reason we're doing this webinar. So many times when I talk to people about a P3 project, what they say is, oh, my goodness, uh, you know, I'm used to having one customer. Well, in a P3 project, I, I often have three different customers. The reality is, in this particular case, you, you, you're bringing three different entities to the table. They all have different goals. They all have different things that they need to get out of the project for it to be successful. And the reality is, okay, you've got a college and a university, which is a brand. It is a very, very strong brand. And they need to be comfortable with letting other people come onto their campus, letting other people come in, build a building on their campus. At the end of the day, the students see these dorms and they go, well, that's a Millersville University dorm. P3s can't run without trust and understanding that how the different entities express that trust to one another and build that trust with one another um, is pretty fascinating. I mean, to me, the most exciting part about this project is that everyone involved with it loved each other at the end. The university loves the foundation, the foundation loves the developers, and, and hopefully they, they all feel really good about benchmark construction too. But it's a project that's built around trust. You see, what this is, which has been around for a very long time, but this is taking it to another, to another level, is that the concept of outsourcing, right? Outsourcing your bookstore, outsourcing your food service, or even, uh, you know, facilities, functions that are not at the core of what it is these institutions are responsible for, which is education and research. This really is a way through the trust to actually have people who have expertise uh, to actually do this kind of work. It's really around this ability to grow this thing and and have the ownership of this debt live with an entity that you have a relationship with. At the same time, it benefits the institution to not have to carry that debt. Absolutely. So what we're looking at here is who really are the, the functional experts? Let's let them do what they do best. So you talk about the university. The university is in the business of education. That's exactly what they do. At the same time, you have this, this 501c3. It's the foundation. Well, they know how to, how to manage debt. They know to go out on the bond market and sell these bonds in such a way that the project can be financed. And then you partner with a developer that hasn't done this, pro this type of project once or twice, but in the case of Rise Real Estate, they've been around for decades helping people plan and execute projects just like this. So as people consider listening to the webinar, talk a little bit about the individuals who will be representing the, uh, the different players in this uh, so that people can get a flavor for, for the discussion that's going to happen. 
Oh, absolutely. So, so what you have is uh, representing Millersville University is Tom Richardson, who's the dean of students there, and his story is going to be very similar to to that of a lot of people on on college or university campuses, where they came out of a master planning phase, and and they realized that what they needed to do to execute on the master plan was different than than what they were currently planning on doing with their housing plan. So they had to look at their plans for the future a little bit differently. So that's Millersville's story. So to do that then, they needed to partner with a foundation. That's the way most of these P3s, but not all of them work. And so fortunately, Millersville had one right on campus. So we'll be talking to Jeffrey Beers, who is the the CEO and general manager of Student Services, Inc. Um, And Millersville has had a relationship with Student Services, Inc. uh, for the past several decades. But uh, they never tried to do anything of this order of magnitude with student services until this particular project. And because of that, then you want to bring a third party. You want to bring in somebody that can that can go to the board and say, this project makes sense. So for this particular project, then those two entities went to rise and they're the ones there who their role is, okay, let's put together a business plan. So at the end of the day, this works for everybody at the table. You know, and, and, and Pete, if we bring this back to many ways, you know, what I what I love about the way that benchmark construction works is that they they really lead with this concept of partnership. And it doesn't surprise me that how much because many construction companies wouldn't know how to sort of lead around this conversation. And as you know, the nature of our work is to really help groups come together to right, have the right conversations in support of the mission. And this is a way for schools to think differently about still achieving their objectives, but not be married to this is how we've always done it. And that's a really key thing that uh, that I want to continue to promote. And that's why it's important for us to be promoting the kind of work you're doing at Benchmark because more schools have to be embracing this kind of thinking. So, so for our audience that's, that are, will be coming on, any, any parting words, Marcus, about why they should sit down and, or, or come and listen to the webinar, which we'll make available to them to sign up? Well, you know, I, I think you, you bring up the, the key reason why somebody would want to attend, which is you're trying to build student housing and you're trying to figure out how to do it from a debt perspective. And I would say if that doesn't feel like you or doesn't seem to make sense to you, um, but you're just curious about P3s, the reality is P3s are the number one way that student housing are being financed today. So so just as a course of understanding what's going on in the industry. Well, see, that's a great point, is that minimally to listen in on this webinar so that you can educate yourself about what what people are looking at. Because I would imagine there are other kinds of capital projects behind student housing, besides student housing, that might be of interest to another institution. And this is about saying, let's think about how we want to fund it and maybe differently. Absolutely. We're seeing more and more P3s that that go beyond student housing. Absolutely. You know, the the last thing I'll say here, uh, and this is from an article, and P3s have been around for a while, but I love this article. Uh, or this quote, it says, it's, it's, it's critical to view P3s as a holistic and interrelated subsystem of the institutional community with the potential of directly impacting the student experience and therefore is not a singular relationship or opportunity to reduce costs. I think that very often we think on the surface 
the reason we're doing this, the, the whole reason for doing this is to reduce cost. There are, there are residual benefits to this once you enter the conversation and learn how to do this. I would imagine for Millersville, on the other side of this project, they're going to continue to look for ways to be creative around funding and debt and serving students. And this, this is why I think it's important for people to tune in. So I'm hoping that many of our listeners will sign up for the webinar. We are, we are as well, Howard, and I, and I think you you sum it up well. It's it's all about creativity, and 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 the folks from Rise Real Estate in particular, uh, they can talk about different ways that they that they've structured these deals. Uh, not surprisingly, no two are exactly alike, and that, that's some of the stuff we'll be talking about at the webinar. I think it's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to this, just because you know what a great way to to fight something that we have talked about on this show a number of times. This idea of amenity debt bloat in the in the constant arms race of amenities, this is a creative way to get around that, right? That's right. Who, who's in a position to, to decide what the financial priorities are, are is often your board, especially if it's a private board. And one of their bigger concerns is, how are we going to fund this thing? And if, you, if more and more schools can learn how to be creative around ownership of the debt, but also the funding models, they're going to have greater capacity to not do this because we just want to look like everybody else. But for our particular institution, we need to, you know, our, our student housing, we may have been, our deferred maintenance around it may have been so old. This might be a great way to at least get it to a place that it needs to be, you know, f aside from it being the exceptional world-class dormitories. Not everybody needs that, but how we make that happen, I think this is what that story is about. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just, just one other point there, Howard, is it's not just about um, providing the newest and greatest stuff. If you look at when most dorms were built, most dorms were built 50 to 60 years ago. No. I don't care how good that building is. They're very much getting to the end of their useful life, which is one of the reasons the P3s are so hot right now. It's great. That's right. Well, we're really excited. I'm, I'm excited to be facilitating this conversation. And thank you for uh, coming and introducing this to our guests. Oh, my pleasure. This is going to be fantastic. Executing a successful public-private partnership December 1st. That's a Thursday, 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 uh, a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you just scroll down in your show notes right there. 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time? What did I say? You said 2.30 a.m. Well, We're doing uh, this in the middle of the night. I love that idea. Isn't that right? Marcus, we're going to be up all night. Well, well, hey, I work in construction, so that means I get to sleep in that day. So, <laughs> okay. So, time so, and a half, time and a half, baby. Let's say if you're in Shenzhen, China, maybe 2.30 a.m. would be okay. Uh, for there everybody on the eastern coast of the United States, you want to be here at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon, Thursday, December 1st. And stop making fun of me, Howard. And we'll make, we'll make available when this goes out let people know that they can sign up directly from our uh, from our e-blast or from our webpage. And right? from the show notes, just scroll up. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you can click the, there's a link right there in the show notes. You can do it right from your phone. So uh, there you go. All right. Excellent. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you, uh, Marcus Grimm, Benchmark Construction. Thanks so much for joining us for this whole preview. Uh, appreciate the opportunity, guys. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening. On behalf of Howard Teibel, I'm Pete Wright. And we'll catch you next week right here on Navigating Change, the education podcast from Tybal Inc. Mm -hmm.